Come along with us as we discuss our heritage for our legacies. Welcome to our journey. Hey everybody, this is Michael. This is David. This is Keith. So uh, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, so we got together here and we just got through moving some tables and pews around here in the church, getting ready for a fish fry, but uh, it's kind of going over some things that's happened in the past couple weeks since we've done our podcast. We apologize that we hadn't put one out, but we we had busy lives. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think the 12 folks out there, I, I haven't had any phone calls, you know, like, hey, you want to make another podcast? I did. Okay, good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're thankful for that. Yeah, Mike Mercer gives me every Monday morning. <laughs> Where's it at? <laughs> But, uh, no, it's, you know, we've had a lot of things going on and, uh, a lot of things going. We went over to Thomasville weekend before last mm-hmm. for Austin and Annalise. Mm-hmm. Where, let, let's go ahead and put that plug in there. If you want to get married and you need a pastor, David can do it for you. Well, and, and he can do it in less than 10 minutes. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> Keith has way more practice than I ever have with any of that. But but when we went over it, Austin asked me to do it. And, you know, Austin's one of my boys. If whatever he asks, I'm going to, you know, do. And he's not the only one out there that I consider to be one of my boys. But Austin's one of them. And so when he – I'd never, I never, ever – Thought that I would be doing the I don't, I don't even what's what's officiating a wedding. I, I I never I never dreamed that that would happen. And then when Austin asked me, I I said yes. But then I I looked at Keith or I looked to Keith and I said Keith, I I don't know how to do it. But <laughs> what, what do we have to do? Um, and you know this says a lot about Keith because. You know, Keith's our pastor in, in, in our church, and, you know, he, he could have said, you know, because a lot in the, in the world would say, but I'm the pastor, I, I should be the one doing it, but Keith never, he never said that. Um, if he did, he never said it to me, and I, I really don't believe he feels that. Um, he he was helped me, he showed me, um, you know, what, what we need to do, and and we could do it two different ways. We you we want to do it through the church. We want to be ordained um, to perform one because we we feel like it's religious. We we take it very seriously, right? Um, and the other way is you can go online and and fill out a piece of paper and and be online sanctioned, I guess, to do it. Right. So but, which way are you? Well, ordained, um, and that's. I'm ordained as an elder in in our church. Um, that that's the way that we chose to go about it. So, um, so that and, and that just about everybody that you're doing what? <laughs> yeah, I'm officiating a wedding. How are you doing that? I'm an elder in our church. You're a what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, record time wedding. Though. It was a beautiful wedding. And yeah, we had a good time there. Beautiful facility. It's an awesome place. I don't know how much 
her family had to save up, but it was worth it. It, it, I can't say I've ever been to a, a more elegant yeah. or, or prettier scene. You know, it, it was it was great. Um, when when we did the rehearsal, they they had no songs in it at all. There was no lighting of the candles. There was no mixing of the sands. You know, right. ever just about every wedding you go to, there's some kind of something yeah. that kills time, right? <laughs> and I told them. I said, this is going to be a fast wedding. That's what we want. That's what we want. <laughs> well, that's what they got. <laughs> Record time. <laughs> it was several sitting in the back that whenever it was over, they were looking around like, really? It's over? <laughs> we just sat down. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got too hot? No, for sure. <laughs> no. And with Larley being very pregnant, I think that was another good yeah. thing, you know. She didn't have to stand up because um, she was in the wedding. And um, some of the guys probably couldn't stand up much longer. Right. You know, I don't. they're not pregnant, but, <laughs> you know, they, it was a wedding. And they might have had a long night before. Hey, they went bowling, I heard, and bowling. So uh, last weekend was Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of a lot of family mothers and we had a large crowd here in church yeah um, we did it was pretty yep we had a lot of babies in in the crowd yeah. and we also went to uh, we went to patterson at eight thirty that right. morning for logan and Lacey's babies allocate and uh, we they got dedicated to oh, the lord that's and awesome and that was a great ceremony that they had because it it really isn't about the the babies. It's holding the parents accountable, and it holds the community and church that's there. It, it gives them the power to remind mm -hmm. the parents, here's what you did. And, and it really is. Um, I mean, it's about those babies for sure, but, yeah, it's more about the parents. Holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. and Not, And standing up and saying, hey, you know, this is how this is what we believe. Yeah. And this is what we want our children to grow up in and it's awesome to see that at a young age. That, that's awesome. Well, I'm and, proud of them. And for the church to say, Hey, we're here for you. Yeah. You definitely. Know, we don't expect you to get it all right. We don't mm -hmm. expect you to um to to meet every challenge um head on and 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 take get it, it all yeah. Yeah, get it all by yourself. Um, we're here for you. Right. Um, and as a, a family, a church, uh, it it's really an awesome thing to be able to do that, and and get with them and show them, hey, we're we're standing behind you. Yep. So uh, we had a good bit of of what was the official tally of mothers that were in service with us that morning? Do you remember? Around sixteen. That's what I was thinking. I remember you saying something. That's very good for our church. <laughs> yeah, it's real good for our church. That's awesome. They had, I think there was, there was ten or fifteen babies up there indicated that day in Patterson that morning, and that was, I mean, to have a, a big crowd here, that mm -hmm. that was good to me. Yeah. Um, Mama was here. You know, we just we had a good time, which all my boys got together, 
and I say my boys, that's mine and Dixie's boys. They all got together and cooked us lunch over there. That was some good. But uh, we had another announcement yeah. that, that came up what, last weekend. The sow had pigs. Is that what you was going to say? It, close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, I didn't think that was what you were talking about, but that was pretty funny to watch your eyes. But the sow did have pigs, though. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks ago. Well, what are, what's the count down to, I guess, now? How many we got? Nine. Nine. And there was 12, so we lost three. Which is normal. That's, yeah. that's normal. Keith did everything he could to save them. We're still two ahead of <laughs> what she had last time, and we lost two last time. So we only kept five. Right. That was just her first litter. So so that's normal, too. Good deal. We're learning. Are you talking about Bailey? Yeah. Bailey proposed. He sure did. His his girlfriend, his fiance, you know. Fiance. Um, she graduated from college and and they were having a little cookout for her. He took that moment, used used it as a as a little bit of a ruse, and it 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 was funny because she's she's a good for Bailey, um, and and we all know it and we love her to death. But Bailey, y'all know Bailey. He's usually don't he he's. He's kind of funny, and he talks a lot, and um, he's not scared of anything. He used to ride bulls, but when he, when it was time for him to do the proposing, he froze. And <laughs> 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 Sydney figured it out um, because because it was a, you know so emotional to him. She kind of figured it out, and then her heart was about to bust <laughs> out of her chest. <laughs> While he was doing it, I'd have never done that. I I couldn't have done it the way that they're doing it now in front of, front of parents and grandparents and all. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, and I proposed to my net that was down in the woods, down, <laughs> down behind the, behind the field. What else has been going on? Well, we recognize Liz Ann today. Liz Ann is graduating, graduating high school. This is her last week. Yes. Technically, she's graduated other than getting her She has met all the requirements. Yeah. To go to the next level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, again, that was, uh, you know, recognizing them in church, uh, again, to show them that, hey, we're here for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. You know, uh, you're you're making a a, a shift in – your life uh going to the next step of college and and change and and just for the church to say hey we're here for you right well we've also got lila that's graduating yeah. um chris's daughter lila and she did excellent yeah, she's yeah. little i don't know i mean i mean salutatorian, salutatorian number yeah, two in the Coffee class County. chris the valedictorian no. no. Oh no, that that no, 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 sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> no that that's all. Awesome. It could have been because that's a big school system too. Now, yeah, that's Coffee oh, County. That's, over I there. mean, that's four hundred students. Over yeah, there. yeah, that's an awesome accomplishment. Yeah, and um, Dixie's niece, which is little Eddie's daughter, he she, she's graduating, you know, with Lila up there in Coffee County. So we're going to be up there next weekend. Um, but we got a, we had a lot of things going on and mm-hmm. um, just you know, we, got a, we got a fish fry coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow, night. yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're hosting it here at the church. 
Uh, it's a little community outreach. Um, Uncle Jackie, uh, he's been saying he wanted to, to do it, and we got another pastor in the community that's connected um, that said, hey, I got fish, I got a fryer. I'll help any way I can. And then we got with the sheriff, and we're doing a follow-up meeting to his meeting two months ago where he asked the community to start praying um, about all that's that's going on with the drug problem that we're having. Uh, it's an epidemic in Pierce County. Um, and so we've invited people from there were 26 churches represented the last time, and, and we hope to build on that. Um, but we're, we're also going to be bringing up some community events that it's not this church that's um, it's about. It's about a community, and there's other people that are, that are as involved and more involved than we are that are excited and we're just all getting together and brainstorming and and working together uh, to make some things happen in our community that brings uh, I would say togetherness not just unity Um, well it's helping to take away the division for sure yeah but then it also is um, supportive uh, supporting some you know people that get locked up Um, you know you talked about it before on previous shows about the, the pastors that are going in to the county jail and you know speaking a word and there's people responding yes how how is that how is the response that they're getting they are seeing it it, well the way the sheriff put it last time um you've got to have a heart for ministry if you're going to do jail ministry now because it's not they invite them in they come into one room you go into the cell yeah and you're in there, um, and the door locks behind you. Um, but every cell has 20 to 30-plus inmates in it. They tell the ones that don't want to be involved, they can go in their night room, and that the ones that do want to be involved stay in the day room. And every cell in the jail has had responses saying we want to be ministered to and they're doing it multiple times a week um and that's huge yep um and and we see that that right now the population's increasing there (laughs) um so uh it's it's a it's a ripe field for ministry and when we can see change occurring in the lives of people that are at a hopeless situation um it 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 really speaks volumes to what god is doing in their lives yeah and it took a lot for the sheriff to step up and and ask um he he was at his wits i mean he, he had nowhere else to turn and and I believe God had a lot, you know, to oh, do yeah. with that. Put everybody's got to hit their bottom before they, or not everybody, but most folks need to hit a bottom before they turn around. And that's what it took for the sheriff to ask for the community to help. So, 
he had reached his end, so it's time to. Yeah, he and his staff have been worked. Oh, yeah. And and they need support. And that's what he did. He came to the community and said, hey, churches, we need your support. We need prayer support. We need ministry support. Um, you know, we need ideas of how we can counteract this problem. Yeah. And and that's where the the faith community is getting behind to see a change in our community. And it ain't about Democrat and Republican. It's no. it's as I call it, Biblicans. Um, you got to be in the Bible and forget all this political mess and right. And you know that's where the the change is going to happen. Yeah. So. Um, what else you got, Dave? Uh, not, I mean, let's see. When you're talking about the prison ministry, you know, what comes to, to my mind is that that's works, you know. Um, our sheriff reaching out to the churches, that's faith. Yeah. And, and the Bible clearly tells us that faith without works is dead. Um, so, you know, it broke my heart a while back. I was talking to some people, and and they made it a point to tell me that they were very active in their church. And and for some reason, I mean, you hear that all the time, but for some reason it, it, it rang a different bell with me this time. Why, why, are we, why are we so active in our church? It ain't our church. It's mm. Jesus' church. Right. But you see that. You see people following one pastor. Um, they're very active what goes on in the four walls where they have their church. But God doesn't need us to be active in our church. He needs our church to be active in his church. That's right. And when you hear the community coming together to, to evangelize to, to inmates, because that's what it is, evangelism, um, it's awesome. I, and the fact that it's not one church, it's several churches is great, you know. There's a lot of people that are probably going to get tested, you know. There are a lot of folks that are not used to speaking um, on the Lord's behalf in front of folks are going to get some practice. That's right. And I think it's great. I think it, there's nothing I, I couldn't say anything negative about it i'm so proud of it i'm proud of our sheriff i'm proud of our whole community for for working on it Um, but i'm not going to be there i'm i've got to go to to alabama tomorrow for work sometimes i get i get shipped off (laughs) and i have to go to work and i i had to give a speech um i've i've known that i was going to do this for months and i asked my boss I said, am I going to have to give a talk? No, no. <laughs> For months, the answer has been no, and I keep asking him, hey, am I going to need to, you know, come up with anything for the, for the meeting? No. Last Friday, which today's Sunday, Friday. Yeah, you're you're going to have to talk, I think, twice. <laughs> <laughs> twice. Yeah. He leaves in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's going to be great. Whatever I talk about, it's going to be awesome. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I want to talk about. Um, did they give you awesome. two topics? Well, they did tell me. I mean, one's just a general update. 
over what what's been going on in Georgia concerning you know our what we do for a living and the other one's going to be talking about citrus yeah and I know that none of them actually I, I got a couple of jokes I, I need to <laughs> I need to run past and I know none of them's ever going to listen to the podcast so I could go ahead and practice them here to get y'all what you think about that yeah go ahead go ahead all right now the first time I ever had to, to go to the southern plant board meeting no um I was very nervous and I I had to I knew that I had to talk, so I had a little bit of a prepared statement. But, of course, when I got up to do mine, there's about 150 people in this room. When I got up to do mine, the the, the electronics went down. I mean, it, it was ever worst-case scenario, and I'm just standing up at the podium, and everybody's looking at me, and, and I was like, man, this is the most awkward feeling I've ever had in my life. And I said... David think what can you what what can you do say something funny I I don't know and and all I could think was my head I I had the shortest haircut I ever had in my life I I just wanted it touched up before I went right (laughs) you know how you get the hair off my ears I I got it shaved man and it was awful (laughs) so I'm sitting there in front of these people and I'm like man my hair is terrible what can I talk about I'm going to talk about my hair. <laughs> and I said, uh, let me tell you all about my haircut because everybody's staring at me. All right. This is the first time I had to represent my boss. I've talked at this meeting two years before out in Louisiana, and everybody stares at me because I taught southern, south, east Georgia <laughs> language, right? And everybody in the place was, I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. It was like, I'm either the greatest speaker in the world or <laughs> my head's on fire. And and I'm looking at all these people. They're PhDs, man. They're highly educated folks. And they were just hanging on everything I said. And it finally hit me. They're just, they're, they're listening to me talk. <laughs> and I got on to them. I said, listen, y'all represent the southern states of the United States of America. Every one of y'all should talk the way I talk. <laughs> I said, I talk the way my mom and daddy talk. The way my grandparents talk, <laughs> I said, y'all should talk the way I talk. <laughs> but that's one thing I never do. Is I, I never hide. I never try to put on airs. It, I, it would be disastrous if I did because people could see through it. Right, back to the haircut. All right. <laughs> so here we are. Second time. I'm, I'm, I'm up looking at these folks. My head, my head shaved. And I said, I, said, I just want y'all to know I went to get a little bit of a haircut before I came. And... Um, I go to a little barber shop in Blackshear, and the guy that cuts my hair has been cutting my hair since I was, I don't know, six, eight years old, something. He knows me. He knows my family. I go see him all the time. He cuts my hair every time I get it cut. I go to the barber shop and get it cut. So I was sitting there, and the guy, I never have to tell him how to cut it. He just knows how to cut it. So he just went to cutting. And when I, he got through, I looked in the mirror, and I said, you cut off all my hair. And, and uh, the barber looked at me and he said, David. I said, yeah, I'm David. He said, I thought you was your brother. And I said, Justin's bald. And he said, now you are. <laughs> That's a true story. Right? So now when I get together with these guys from all these states, they kind of expect me to come up with some kind of a story. So... Ben Laney, this is my new one. Ben Laney, 
we're uh, going back and forth. I pick on her. She picks on me. She's 20 years old, college student. She knows everything, right? Um, so she she uses the word Venmo. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all right. And she looked at me and she said, Daddy, you don't know what Venmo means, do you? Yeah, I know what Venmo. You're right. I mean, she. I know. I mean, what Venmo? Yeah, Lainey. She, she is my daughter. So she goes, Daddy, use it in a sentence. <laughs> oh man, I can tell you, I can do better than that. Use it in a story. <laughs> when I was in high school, I used to have to work for my grandpa after school. I get on the tractor and bush hog. Um, so one day, Grandpa said, David. Have you mowed the little field? Grandpa, I've been mowed that two weeks ago. There you go. Been mowed. <laughs> yeah. I've been mowed that. <coughs> and the other thing is, of course, Georgia's two-time national champion, and all those other states are going to be sitting there. Oh, yeah. And one of my and talks is on citrus, and I've already found this video of Stetson throwing out oranges after the citrus bowl win, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to use that as my background. <laughs> there you go. Because, you know. You just happen to be from citrus, the same hometown. It, yeah, I got I got a way of throwing Pierce County into my talk, right? Yeah, right, right. I just happen to be from Pierce County. <laughs> Stetson played football at Pierce County High School. <laughs> you know. It might be called rubbing it in a little bit, but yeah, any of the southeast <laughs> southeast conference. Every one of there. them. Every one of them are. Yeah, you know. yeah. So, I sent y'all a text this week. I think it was Friday. Um, it was a rather long explanation of a few things that I'd experienced that that day or the day before. Yeah, it was on Thursday. <laughs> But I got humbled. Um, I was asked, I, or you know, I've I've been worried about Peanut and Pierce trying to keep and maintain a job, and I've been praying about it pretty hard. You know what? What is it that I need to do to help him? And you know, God give show me what it is that's you know why he can't why he can't keep a job. We went to the doctor and. The doctor, well, the doctor asked for me, Pierce's mom to show up. We would, we, we were going to talk about his allergies. He he'd been allergic to some stuff at work and all, but uh, we, I got an answer to the prayer that uh, I've been praying about, and I found out that my son has got. Let's say there is an issue why he wasn't maintaining a job. Because he didn't feel comfortable. He couldn't be comfortable around, you know, certain people and certain personalities. Well, my personality is one of those that he can't really be around. Um, and that that really slapped me in the face. It woke me up to, you know, what are you doing? You know, you talk to your child, you, you discipline them. You you try to do what's best for them, and God finally said, "You wanted the answer. Here you go." Well, I know now what's going on with him, and 
you know, we, I just, I've got to learn to encourage him in a different way besides a belt and, <laughs> and yelling at him and telling him what to do. But um, the, that was a good humble message or a message to make me humble, to humble myself, to, to think about what I'm doing. And it was another one that, hey, I'm listening to your prayers. Um, just, you know, don't rush me <laughs> to answer them for you. But the thing about it, after that doctor's appointment, we walked out on the porch of that doctor's office, and me and Pierce was standing there, and his mama, and, and I apologized to him because I understood. The doctor put it in words where I could understand what I was doing to him. And Pierce told me, he said, Daddy, if you wouldn't have done it the way you did it, I wouldn't be who I am. And that that touched me again. Because mm-hmm. he could have been, you know, we could have babied him and we could have did it certain ways and, and he wouldn't have learned things on his own. But, he, you know, he, he said, Daddy, I, I would be different if you didn't do it the way you did it. And he's not different. I mean, he he is, but he there's a lot of different stages to what what Pierce was going through right now. Um, I'm not prepared to say that on here, right? But because I, I'm not going to speak it over him, we're going to pray for him. That's right. We're going to continue to believe that you know all things happen for a reason, and that reason might have been for me to humble myself and prepare him the way he needed to be prepared to to go on through life the way he needs to go yeah to take care of himself but i know i sent y'all a text about you know some of the things and the concerns that i had and where i was going but i told y'all i i'm prepared to do whatever i need to do to say whatever i need to say to whoever needs to be said to what god wants me to say and we all need to be prepared to do that. Whatever it takes to humble yourself, to get to that level, prepare yourself. Because that armor that he, he's walked me through these last few years of putting on, I'm still working on a few of them, I'm, you know, or most of them. I'm still, but I'm, I'm ready to do what I'm supposed to do for his glory. Um, and I know I, had, I just had to share that. And I know I shared a little more on the Telegram page in a prayer that I put on Telegram that I'm ready. Put me up to it. Yeah. Test me. Put the words in my mouth. And that's one of the prayers that we pray before we do this show every evening that we do it. Is that put the words in our mouth so other people can learn from it. Somebody needed to hear what we got to say, so we got to say it. Well, and you could have felt condemnation i mean the enemy would have wanted you to feel it um but scripture tells us therefore there is no condemnation you know um and you're walking the path that god has for you now and and pierce is seeing that and and he sees a change he may not understand it and that's what we've got to understand is even when we're making the changes people around us may not understand it the way we do but they see a difference yes and and when when we're walking that path that god has for us 
There's no reason for us to feel condemnation. He's not putting us down. He's actually elevating us to a place that He has for us. And and too many times the enemy uses these things that um, that disrupt our life. We don't feel good about things we've done in the past and how we did them and all. And He uses them to disrupt us. And, and God's showing us, hey, don't hear the noise. Keep yeah. going where I've got you going, and I'm going to... Stay focused. I'm going to bring all this about for good. Um, and, and it's encouraging. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's one thing I can say about Michael. On any given day, um, we receive usually at least a message um, from him. And there's about six of us in a group and 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 we're we're being encouraged and then there's days where we're encouraging him. Yeah, for sure. And 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 David and and you know, it we've gotta learn that it's it's a team effort. We learn about that in sports. We learn about that in school. But a lot of times we don't put that mentality to our faith walk. And there's, it's kind of like when, when you talk about marriage, you know, everybody wants to say, well, it's a 50-50 thing. No, it ain't. It's 100-100. You got to be willing to give 100% of whatever's needed at any given time at the drop of a hat, even when you don't feel like it. And, and that, when we get to that mentality as a team, as a family, we can't be, we can't be disrupted the way we can be when there's doubt, when there's confusion, when there's, uh, fear, um, because we're, we're lifting each other up. Right. You know, um, so it it was encouraging to us to be able to encourage and and there was there's a lot of cool things going on um so you know what's next i don't know i'm still uh still trying to put together what what he was just saying what the good lord was in or the holy spirit to me i just don't i mean i can't put it into words yet but he'll get it about two o'clock in the morning he'll say when he no. knocks on that window. <laughs> Teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I like that. Like, moving these pews, y'all may hear the the decoration committee um, behind us right now. These mics are pretty sensitive, so they may be picking up our entire decorating committee of Elizabeth <laughs> is decorating right now. But we just moved pews, um, getting ready for tomorrow night. And it's a lot easier to move pews – when there's five, six, seven head versus one two. or two, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. Okay, well, that's easy. That's an easy way to break it down, but everything is much easier when you work together, everything. Yeah. And it don't matter if it's something you're dealing with when you're praying for somebody. It, it If you're going through, you know, being sick, if you've got somebody that you can lean on, it's easier. It's, it don't matter what it is yet you're going through. If there's a team, it's just easier to do. Like, it's kind of like picking corn. 
which all of y'all better get ready to do because <laughs> if y'all are not ready, I'm going to mow it down. Oh, I'm going to Venmo it. That's what I'm going to do. Venmo it. <laughs> I'm just well, going to Venmo it. And y'all going to be like, hey, what happened to the corn? I Venmo it. <laughs> yeah, look for it in your digital wallet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I don't want to lead anybody to believe that I'm looking for somebody to feel sorry for me I'm no like, we're happy we're, yeah. we're happy i am that we're getting answers yes right I mean, that, that was what the story was supposed yeah. to be about uh, i've got right. an answer to a prayer that's right so and um, it might not have been the answer <laughs> you wanted right no. but you did get an answer I and it does feel better to have an answer yes. and now now you can formulate a plan with jesus's help to, that's right to, it's in his hands right yeah um Proceed, we, which does that, that does make you feel better that there is, there is an answer. There, yeah. you know what I mean. Just the not knowing that and, that bothers us a lot of times. It's the fear, right. it, it, when you don't know something, it, fear creeps in. And but now there's a light have, shined on it, and there's an answer now, and and we know which direction mm-hmm. that we need to, that I need to start, and we can pray specifically for exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's. I thought it was a, a good story to, to share, about answered prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, thank you, Elizabeth, for decorating. <laughs> thank you, Elizabeth, for decorating. No, that's good. <laughs> it's funny, does. Yeah. But uh, no, Liz Ann. We'll talk about Liz. We prayed over her this morning, and I was standing at the back. And something came over over me and go talk to her. She had big old tears in her eyes because she, she was feeling it. She knew she was surrounded by love. And I told her, I said, this is not going to be an easy task. This next, this next step that you're taking is, but don't go, <laughs> watch your word. Um, don't become indoctrinated. <laughs> you yeah. go up there and you learn what you need to learn. And you come back home but and, our, our, and learn and, and use your education. Mm-hmm. But don't fall into the same footsteps as everybody's. I, I'm going to give a good story to that to, to kind of give you some encouragement on giving her that word. She was about four or five, and we went over to Savannah. And one of the best things you can do in Savannah to learn history is go on a ghost tour. They teach a lot of history in that, but they they use ghosts to tell a story or whatever. Well, we're going on this thing, and Elizabeth's mama paid for it, and she likes history, and she's eating it up. And, and, and all of a sudden, after about the, I don't know, it was the second or third time they said something about a ghost, and they're pointing and talking or whatever, and and... Liz Ann grabs her mama and snatches on her. Mama, Liz, what? Can I tell her there ain't no ghost? <laughs> Baby, it's just a story. Okay. A bit later. Mama, mama, I need to tell that lady there ain't no ghost. And and we had that talk this week that, and, and I'm not saying this about me and Elizabeth. I'm saying it about our family. Um. We've taught Lizanne to 
uh, be confident, um, to stand up uh, for for right, um, and come against wrongs. Um, and so, um, when you do that, though, you have to expect kickback. You have to expect um, pressure. Um, and so, I am so thankful for our our church family, um, for Michael to to share with her. Because as the pastor, but as the dad, sometimes I don't get the same ear from her that that other people do. Imagine that. And I can say that with um, 100% certainty because I was also the preacher's kid that um, kind of ignored uh, what my mom and dad told me at about that age on some things and then later on had to come back and say, you know, remember when you said? And both of them said, yeah, well, you was right. Yeah. So... We all eat crow every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm thankful for people being willing to stand up and and share and and be willing to to do the unpopular things sometimes and say the unpopular things sometimes um, because it means a lot to somebody. Yeah. Where are we at? We hit 48 minutes. Dang you got 10 more minutes before talking, David? Well, you know, my aunt did tell me to say potatoes in church this morning. <laughs> and I got to thinking that I said potatoes. I, I said taters first. And <laughs> it has bothered me that I would say potato church. So I shouldn't. It's taters. Well, we got plenty of taters. <laughs> we, we have taters running out of our ears right now. Yeah. We had we picked green beans and I've eaten green beans the last two days. Um, the flat ones, that's the Roma twos. They're flat. The flat green beans. They're good. Jeffers told me to hair them up because they didn't they didn't come up good. But I I thought maybe we'd get one mess out of them and we did. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we brought some and uh, several from the church. Got to take some home. Good. Yeah. So if you're out there and you need some taters. Potatoes. They're good taters. Send me some red red taters and some some gold ones. Gold ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I've tried them both and they (laughs) they good. They taste like taters. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean they're they're so fresh. The water even tastes like dirt when you're mixing (laughs) up the milk and butter and sour cream. And it won't be long. We've got peas coming pretty quick. I'd say there's probably gonna be some cucumbers next week or so. Some squash. Uncle Sammy, I talked to him yesterday, and he, he they already eating their squash. Yeah, I, I plant mine later. Yeah. I, I don't I, – I like to eat it whenever I pick it, but I don't love it. I like it fried, and that's it. Well, I I got where I could finally eat a squash casserole. It's just got a lot of cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I like it fried. We, I like zucchini more. I don't know why. I like grilled zucchini. Yeah. I like grilled. I don't know why. I love – Yeah. I think that goes back to the Japanese steakhouses. That's probably the first first time I ever ate it. Steamed. Yeah. Hibachi. Yeah. Well, yeah, we need to pull the uh, old flat griddle out. Get it ready. Yeah. We'll make some. <laughs> we'll make some noise with it. 
We'll have to resurrect that one out the church. <laughs> we can do it. We'll have to lay some hands on that thing. Oil it up. Oil it up. Keith, do you have a scripture or anything you need to read? You felt it led to? I, I really like what you went over today in church, the James 1-1. That was, that was good stuff to me. It, it, it spoke to me, especially in what we were going yeah. through um, with Peanut and all. So, you know. Don't be afraid to ask <laughs> if you need help. That's that's right. And and it's well, it goes. We went James one and we went down to eighteen. Yeah. Um, but read it. Um, take it for what it says. Take it at face value. Uh, you don't need an interpretation from somebody of what it means. Um. And and one of the points that I think the Lord really showed me was, if 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 you took the scripture text away from it, and, and didn't know it was James one say two through eighteen, um, you could you'd almost think it was out of Proverbs. And the point I made by that was James wrote it, um, and we know Solomon wrote the Proverbs, but without knowing. That it was James one two through eighteen, um, you would see the wisdom, or I see the wisdom that God's speaking through James yeah. in that scripture text. And and the point I made was that that the reason you see that same wisdom, even though Solomon was known as the wisest person to ever have or will live of his day, um, yeah. I mean. And that's what that would come from God. That that was coming from God. So the point that he really spoke to me was it was through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh it was divinely implanted into him and and I believe the same word that James gave was divinely in, input into him through the Holy Spirit. And so um why do we question what he can do through us? Right. And, and when you read this scripture and you get that mentality that God can can do with us whatever he knows um, we're the limiting factor in that. If we don't allow and we're not the conduit to be capable, it, it's like a valve. We turn that valve down because we suppress what the holy spirit does through us if we open that thing wide open what can he do through us we don't know until he starts doing it but you got to be willing you got to be ready available um and bold bold you know Whatever whatever the outcome is with people here on earth, you're going to upset people. You're going to offend people. And if you offend people for the gospel, big deal. It, it, it says that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if we do it, okay. Um, but, yeah, I think that – read that scripture in James. James 1, really 2 through 18. Um Read James two, read James three, whatever. Yeah, read all um, of it. Buddy. Read all of it, but but really, read it and take it at face value. Um, 
and and see what God speaks into you. See what the Holy Spirit says. Hey, I'm going to do this with you. Um, allow me to do it, and 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 trying, testing. <laughs> yeah. but, but be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Just just like you can't outgive God. Yeah. Well, be ready when the Holy Spirit right gets ready to do something through you. Yeah. You can't stop it. So. Turn the valve up. Turn it up. <laughs> Open it up. And it'll get cleaned out. That conduit will get cleaned out. That's right. So. Good. Well, be safe on your trip, Dave. I'm going to try. Yeah. Going to try. Well. When are you going to be back? Thursday. Okay. Cool. Sometime Thursday. We'll try to keep garden weeded for you. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> And I got water, a busy week. Since it's raining today, I'm sure y'all going to yeah. take credit for that. Yeah. Y'all watered it for Well, me. we prayed for it. Well, I do appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. The rain has been beautiful the last couple of days. Hey, we even got a little lightning to give you some nitrogen, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, got a busy week. Everybody, you know, remember to say your prayers, read you some verses, see what the good Lord's trying to tell you. Remember, we enough. love you. Yeah. Bold enough to do it. We love you, everyone. Yeah, we love y'all. One of y'all close us out in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for letting us have a good conversation this this evening. We appreciate the, the time that you allow for us to get together and and speak words that you put on our mind. Help David have a safe to watch over him. Watch over each and every one of our listeners. We ask a healing power over each and every one that might have an ailment right. Watch over, watch over my boys. Make them bold, keep them strong, and help us each and every one be a stronger leader for whoever's watching us, because we might be the only that they are, that they're allowed to read. So, help us, God, to to walk in your faith and shine for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.